Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. There's a chapter in Dr. Jennings' very first book, Could It Be This Simple, that has this title, Faith, Fact, or Fiction? Well, that got my attention because as a Christian, I need faith, right? I need to trust that God's word is true and I can depend on him. But how can faith ever be fiction? Let's ask the author himself. Dr. Jennings joins us via Skype. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Okay, Dr. Jennings, help us out here. Can we or can't we trust the faith that's in our hearts? I guess it depends on what you place your faith in. Hmm. Are you placing your faith in the God of reality or are you placing your faith in fantasy? And much of what is taught in the religious world is fantasy. Mm -hmm. What is the basis of one's faith? Is this faith believe in what you know ain't so? Hmm. Is faith believe in without evidence? Well, is faith believing on claims and declarations? God said it. I believe it. That settles it. And I believe it. And that belief there, that's faith. Is that what faith is? Well, many people think it is. And I remember reading in a Bible study guide years ago that the author said, well, I don't need to have faith that the sky is over my head because I can look up and see it. I need to have faith to believe in the God who lives beyond the sky because I can't see him. Mm-hmm. And I said to my Bible study class after reading that, does that mean when Jesus appears and we see him face to face, we'll say, Jesus, I used to have faith in you, but now that I meet you face to face and can see you, I have faith in you no more. (laughs) Okay. See, this is the silliness that people teach about biblical faith, and it corrupts it. And the deceiver is behind all of these perversions about what real faith is, because the deceiver is the father of lies, Mm -hmm. and he has no truth on his side. And when you have no truth on your side, then you and you want people to follow you, to have faith in you, to believe in you, you have to get them to believe in things that will not be questioned by truth, evidence, facts, or reality. And so all of these statements that sound so pious and so righteous are actually deceptions to get people to believe in somebody who has charisma or power or authority of office. The priest said, the pope said, this person said, and therefore, since they said it, who are we to question? We just have faith. This is not God's way. God is the creator. He is the source of truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus said. All truth originates with God. He wants us to be lovers of truth and follow the truth where it leads. And we follow truth, and we become enlightened, and we begin to understand more clearly the difference between truth and lies. We begin to understand how reality works. And, and as we follow the truth, it leads us back to God. And as we have an understanding and experience with God, then our faith is developed or built upon that reality. So in the Greek New Testament, the same word translated faith is translated trust. And that's really a better word for what the Bible really means. It means trust. When it says we have faith in Jesus, we have trust in Jesus. We trust him. Mm -hmm. And so you think about your relationship, Charles, and people who you trust. How is it you came to trust them? Did you trust them first? Or did you get to know them first? Got to know them first. And so Jesus says in John 17, 3, the life eternal is that they might know you the only true God and Jesus Christ and thou sent. He doesn't say life eternal is they might have faith in you. Mm. No, faith is the byproduct that happens when you actually get to know God for real. And by the way, biblical knowing God is not knowing about God. 
This is what many people, they study and they become experts on the Bible. And it'd be like studying somebody's biography and being an expert on the facts of their life, but having never met or spent time with them. We may know a lot about the person, but we still don't know them. Mm-hmm. And many people have this in their approach to God. They study the Bible to know about God or Jesus, but they still don't know him. And therefore their faith is this fraudulent thing of declarations and claims without actual real experience. Something tells me that you're going to say that's why Jesus came to this world. He wanted to make faith flesh. He wanted to say, hi, I'm Jesus. You can have faith in me because now you get to know me. Am I on the right track? You're certainly on the right track. He said, if you see me, you see me the Father. The right. Father and I are one. Yes. So he came to make God real to us so that our faith would not be based in claims or proclamations, but in experiences. And we have the written record of his life, but we also have the Holy Spirit who he sent, he said, yes. uh, as his representative on our on earth. So each person can have a personal experience with God through his representative, the Holy Spirit on earth. So it's not just that we are reading the historic accounts, those historic accounts, and enlightened by the Holy Spirit. And then as we choose to act upon that in our own life, we gain real experiences with God as we give him opportunities to work in our life as we follow his principles and plans. But we need to hit a text because somebody listening is probably going, yeah, yeah, wait a second though. You forgot Hebrews. And in Hebrews, the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. And there it is. That's my mantra. I believe based on claims and declarations on the, the, the substance of things hoped for. I hope for it, but I don't have it. Well, let's talk about what that actually means. The Greek word translated substance is the Greek word hypostasis. It has two parts. The first half, hypo, as in hypoglycemia mm-hmm. or hypotension, the hypo, which hypoglycemia is low blood sugar, hypotension is low blood pressure. It means low or under. And the last part, stasis, means standing. If something is still. It's, it's standing. It's not moving. And it was translated into the Latin, substance. Sub is in subway or submarine or subterranean. It means under. And stance, when you take a stance, you're standing for something. Translate that to the English, faith is our understanding mm-hmm. of things hoped for, mm-hmm. the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. So the more understanding, and, the, and understanding has two meanings in this context, and both apply to our faith. It means our comprehension of reality, the more understanding of God we have, of reality, of our condition, of our need, of our Savior, of what Jesus has done, of, this, of what sin is, the more our understanding of reality— the greater our faith, and and the more we understand God, okay? And then we enter into an understanding with God. Faith is our understanding not only of God, faith is our understanding with God. And here's our understanding, what our faith is. We understand that we are dead in trespass and sin. We have a terminal sin condition. We understand that we cannot heal our own hearts and minds. We understand that Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God, 2 Corinthians 5.21. And we understand that if we trust him, he will will heal our hearts. And so we enter into an understanding with God that says, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I can't fix it, but I understand that you can, and I trust you to do so. That is our faith. Mm. You know, I can personally vouch for what you just said. 
I remember the first time I went on an airplane ride, I had no idea how lift and gravity and thrust and all that works, but I had faith that it did. And I liked it so much, I became a pilot and a flight instructor. And I spent years teaching people how to fly. And guess what, Dr. Jennings, just like you said, the more I understood what I had faith in, the stronger was my faith on what I had faith in. It was more fun. It was more fulfilling. It was more enjoyable. Faith becomes much more valuable to us the more we understand where that faith is and how that faith works and how the things work that make our faith. Am I right in saying that? That is exactly right. And therefore, as we come to study God in Scripture, mm-hmm. Romans one twenty, God's divine nature, seeing what he has made yes. so that men are without excuse, what God has revealed in nature and our own life experiences, taste and see that the Lord is good. All of these threads of evidence that God gives us, he is the source of truth, lead us back to a confidence and trust in him, and we exercise our faith in him. Then we experience him dwelling within, and that strengthens our faith even farther. So this is the way faith works. We exercise it in difficulties when we are being tempted to doubt. Then we go to God and we exercise and apply what he has revealed us to do, and we trust him with how things turn out. So the the righteous or the just are those who live by faith. And what does that mean? The just are those who in governance of themselves choose to do what they understand is right that God would have them do. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the plain of Dura, they had a choice, bow to the idol or don't bow to the idol. It was their choice, not God's, whether they would bow. And so they made the choice of faith. We choose to do in governance of ourselves what we know is right. We will not bow to this idol. And then they had faith. They trusted God with how it would turn out. And they even said to Nebuchadnezzar, we don't know whether God will deliver us from the fire, but we know that he can deliver us from the fire. But even if he doesn't, we won't bow. It's wrong for us to bow. We trust God with, with what's best. And, and God did, in that case, deliver them from the fire. Yes. But that's the walk of faith, doing what's in governance of self, trusting God with how things turn out. It would seem to me that those Christians who have developed faith through knowledge and understanding and study enjoy being Christians more than those who simply say, God said it, I believe it, I'm done. It seems to me that they would have a richer experience in Christ when they understand just how Christ is working, just like I have a richer experience as a pilot when I understand how flight works. Yes, and you can often tell the, the mature in faith from the either the immature or the fraudulent in faith, because the mature in faith are not threatened when their faith is questioned. Mm-hmm. The mature in faith, for instance, if, if somebody came up to you and, and didn't believe in the aerodynamics of the airplane and so forth yeah. and said, you've made all that up, you can't fly that, uh, that airplane, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you just smile and get, you're not, you don't need to argue, you just get in your plane and fly away. Okay? <laughs> yes. Okay? But a person who can't actually fly, a, a pretender who doesn't understand the aerodynamics, has never developed the flight skills ability, uh, have, it really doesn't have any confidence in that. That, but claims it because they read it in a book somewhere mm. and they read a book about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then when they're challenged, they will get very anxious and stressed and they yes. might get angry and have to attack the person who challenged them. Wow. And so you see this a lot with people who have fraudulent faith when their theological ideas or their beliefs are challenged, they get angry and retaliate. And sometimes it's such a primitive, childish, false faith that they'll actually kill people who question their faith or speak bad about their prophet or burn their prophetic books. Mm -hmm. And yet the Christian doesn't do that because the Christian's faith is in the true God. And we know that if you reject the true God, you're not hurting God and you're not hurting those who trust and love that God. You're hurting yourself. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I like the good news that we often share on this program because, listener, as you develop that faith, as you study into it, as you reason it out, as you see God leading, it takes you to a whole nother level of love, is the only way I can say it, of the God that you have faith in. You understand that God loves you infinitely and that he has done so much for you. And like we've said in previous shows, your self-worth is built, your reason and conscience ability is strengthened, and your faith is deepened. The more you understand, the more you know, the more you appreciate that which God gives us. Am I on the right track saying that, Dr. Jennings? You're exactly right. That's oh. right. Listener, we have a website and an offer for you. Here it goes. Comeandreason.com is the website. Here's the offer. If you'll go to that website and you'll sign up to become a member, which is free, in the membership section... There are resources available there which are free, including the audio version of the book we've been talking about in the last several shows, Could It Be This Simple? So the membership is free, and the audio book in the membership section is free to download and listen. Dr. Jennings will come into your house via this product, and he'll sit down with you, and he'll read his wonderful book, Could It Be This Simple? And you will learn, just as I did several years ago when I first read this book, I didn't hear him read it to me, but I certainly would have enjoyed that. I learned so much from Dr. Jennings, and you will too. That's at comeandreason.com. Other resources there available too. Dr. Jennings is a prolific author. He has made some sharing tracks available. There are podcasts there. There are Bible study classes there, all at comeandreason.com. Stop by, check it out, and be amazed. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>